gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. And real live at Alright, this is a pretty cool event. Uh, again, thank you to the weather for holding out. Thank you for you folks hanging out with us. 402-464-5685. Start our hammer text line. Nick Sainert in the spot. Nick, what are you getting? What's for lunch? Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger for lunch. Okay, so there, there, there it is. There it is. We're at, we're in the clubhouse, so f- folks will come in uh, when they reach this part of the course, get their lunch. Uh, and hang out, and as folks walk in, there'll be some folks that we grab. As a matter of fact, Mark, if you would, can you grab this chair, put it up on that side with the uh, with the headphones uh, on that side, so that we can uh, have access when people uh, come Ready. and do that. Yeah, great. It's great stuff all the way around. Um, yeah, we can grab that. Is that the third? Is that we oh, got? The yeah, we got four of them. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So throughout the course of this, again, we want to thank the folks. Uh, Ava Thomas, uh, Sherry Dickmiger from Omaha World Herald for putting on this wonderful event. This is just the kickoff. This is just the kickoff. Kickoff or uh, tee-off? Well, it's the tee-off, we will, but it's football season. But so, so it's kickoff, yeah. It's football season. Yeah. It's football season. Uh, this event will be followed by the Big Red Brunch uh, August 24th with Trev Alberts uh, and Dr. Uh, Tom Osborne. August 24th, those tickets are available, uh, omaha.com slash bigredbrunch. Uh, you can find out all the information there. Individual seats are available, tables, or pat- or groups of six, groups of ten, or you can go the individual events or the entire brunch uh, season. And I'm going to tell you, these events are pretty loaded. Now, September 14th, the 97 national champions will be honored. Uh, September 28th, we're flying in Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, will be with Ricky Simmons. Uh, the 40th anniversary of the 83 team. So we're going to celebrate it uh, at the Big Red Brunch. 1971 team will be honored on October 12th, October 26th, the 94 National Championship team, and then November 16th, uh, the 95 uh, National Championship Husker teams will be honored at the Big Red Brunch. You can get in the room, uh, you know, for $45 and discount it if you're going to take friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. We were talking about what defines what is what's it what's it all about? Ric Flair used to say, uh, "What's causing all this? <laughs> what's causing all this?" And I asked, him, "What is what's the thing? What is Nebraska football all about?" Because Matt Rule, while Mission One is beat Minnesota, there has to be a path and purpose to it. Who is he honoring? What is he honoring? Why do people care as much as they do? They said it's just different here at Nebraska. Why is it different? What is it all about? And you folks on the text line, you guys have been exceptional in breaking it down. We asked Austin from a fan perspective what excellence will look like this season. So you get to start it, and then we'll get to the text line, and we'll read uh, some of these texts on defining what excellence will look like from the fan perspective, not from the business bottom line, nope, uh, sponsorships, nope. From the fan perspective, what will excellence look like for you? I think what excellence will look and sound like to me 
is twofold. The first part is less drama. Whatever that means, less drama. If the house is in order, you don't have to worry about all that ancillary stuff, all the nonsense. And there's nonsense across college athletics, regardless of program. But if you can cut out the majority of the drama, and if there is any, not let it snowball, I think that's a good step in the right direction. The other part of excellence as a fan that I'll be looking for is something that I don't think we'll be able to see this year. It's, are the processes in place? Is there work being done behind the scenes? Are those train tracks being laid for that locomotive to come down them? Again, you got to start somewhere. Um, you, you can't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day sort of thing. So you won't be able to see, I don't think, I'm not anticipating, you know, 12-0 to 15-0 you know, this season for Nebraska football. But as long as the train tracks are being laid with the GPS pointing in that direction, I think that's excellence for this year. Why can't they go 15-0? I'm not saying they can't. I'm just not putting money on it. No, I'm actually going to bet on it. Why can't they? Serious question. Why can't they? Why can't they? Because they haven't done it yet. Well, what, what gives well, well, you confidence well, that well, well, the they pro- have a the shot? Pro- the program has done it before. It has. Program's gone undefeated before. So there is a way to it. We actually have somewhere on the GPS that shows how Lincoln, Nebraska, and University of Nebraska, Husker football, get to an undefeated season. Not in this era of college football, right? As much as football is football. 97 is still in in the stratosphere, right? It's in the stratosphere, but a different level of it. I think. There's been a lot of change across college football, across approaches that other teams have taken a step forward more recently Don't and more think, consistently do, than Nebraska. Oh, here's one for you. Okay, well, I'll ask her, Is it tougher now than it was then? I'm not going to say tougher. It's just a different kind of tough. You backpedaled. You moonwalked right I did out. not. You moonwalked no. right out. You, Michael the challenge Jackson is moon, the same, like but the you challenges are different. You dropped on a glitter glove and moonwalked away from that. You told <laughs> Is it? I'll, re- I'll rephrase the question, Your Honor. <laughs> was it tougher for Nebraska to win the National Football Championship in 97 than it was for Georgia in 2023? I think it's a different kind of tough. I think <laughs> Yes or no answer, Your Honor. We have, a hostile, <laughs> we have a hostile witness, and he is not participating. Yes or no? Answer the question, Norman. Yes. I don't know. I honestly no. don't know, DP. I really don't. I think there are unique challenges in each era. That's my honest that's, answer. That's, man, that's, that's really good, though. Eh? <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm answering the question the best way I know how. So the text line agrees. They said it's not, 97 is not the same stratosphere. Nothing is the same. We can talk about that because I think the game itself has different – again, excellence has – and its fluidity has changed what's required to achieve it. But that's why you asked the question. And CDP, this goes back to what we were talking about whenever, like, Hall of Fame discussions come out, right? Uh-huh. Compare teams to their eras. I don't know where the clean divide is, but I know there has been a divide in, you know, the era of college football from Nebraska's last national championship to now. So when you ask me, is it tougher for the 97 team or for Georgia? I don't know. You have to compare 97 team to other teams in 97. You have to compare Georgia to that. And then it gets tricky and thorny when you try to compare across eras. What, oh, what's the gonna, baseline? It's going to get super thorny right now. Good. Would the 97 Huskers beat the, two, the 23 Bulldogs? Silence. Crickets. <laughs> Crick- crickets. Like, it was- <laughs> 
<laughs> the Nebraskan in me needs to say yes. The neutral observer in me says I'll probably take the dogs. Yeah, I mean, this is the beauty of it. I don't know. Just call me Terrell Farley. There's no, <laughs> there's no, e- there's no easy way. I, I think with the change in playoff, mm-hmm. change in conference, because okay, here's another one that this path has led me down to. What was the better conference? The SEC 2023 or the, or the, or the conference in which Nebraska went through to, be, to win the 97 championship? Which conference was tougher? For its era, I would say the Big Eight. That's pretty – like, that. that's going to make my brain hurt. The teams that were in the Big Eight, the programs, mm-hmm. because they were in the Big Eight and the way they battled and had to battle, where would the 23 Georgia team have fit in that 97 Big Eight conference? I would say – he is so getting – Mark, he's getting himself in so much trouble right now. Like, because he, he – <laughs> They're no worse than third. Th- that's – And okay. it depends on how the, the coin flips. No worse than third. They're in that top three conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so good. I love this so much. Uh, Texas is playing the game within the game, running the ball, giving your defensive rest. It's okay to punt the football and pin your opponent deep. Turnovers and penalties will happen. It's how you handle yourself when adversity hits. Don't be soft and let it spiral out of control. Now, controlling the controllable. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule spoke yesterday and, and, and spoke in specifics about we have to, we can't penalize ourselves and we can't turn the ball over. If we do those things, we'll be successful. That to me simplifies where our eyes need to go to define success. Excellence for Nebraska football. But I still don't know what is the brand. What is the brand? Like Matt Rule, wherever he's been, has talked about the brand. What is the brand of for Nebraska football? What is it? Let me ask you this. Can you establish that year one? You better. But will you, you know you that bet. it's the you, brand you, in year one? You better. Okay. You better. I, t- I tell you what. Any player that – and I speak from this space. Any player that ever played for me can tell anybody that's going to play for me what to expect. <laughs> that's good. They're going to be able to tell them, here's, mm-hmm. like, here's all the stuff you're going to do. All of it. All of it. The rules were simple. And it's been consistent. Mm-hmm. No matter where it was, no matter what state I was at, no matter what level I was at, the rules didn't change for, for, for how business was going to be done. Let me ask you this then, kind of building off our conversation from last hour. If excellence is the standard, Uh however you define that, Uh but you need to identify a brand, Mm -hmm. is Nebraska's brand going to change in two years when Jeff Sims is gone and Daniel Kalen's the quarterback? Those two guys don't play the same brand of football. Can you have the same excellence but still change the the, brand? the, the, The standard for football and the rules of football don't change. Mm -hmm. Like you can get into. Hey, hand placement and, and size, the quarterbacks are bigger, stronger. One throws better, one runs better otherwise. But the rules of engagement for the offense are the same. 
Even if the play calling isn't the exact same, even if the style's a little different? Fluidity. Mm-hmm. Excellence requires that you do the – look, if I tell you we're going to throw the 15-yard the out or at least focus on the 15-yard out and the cornerback sat on the 15-yard out, there is a rule and a protocol for how you were supposed to engage beyond that. That's excellence, mm-hmm. is having a plan for when chaos happens. Slow it down. He jumped a route. Coach, what should I do? You know what? In that case, slow down. Know that I can't make that throw. Where am I on the clock? What defense are they in? Am I seeing the backs of jerseys or am I seeing eyes? Are they backpedal or are they in forward step? Is there pressure to my face? What direction can I go? Can I step up? Do I need to flow back? All of those things. And the more answers you give, the fewer questions exist. (laughs) <laughs> that's excellence. That is coaching, and I don't care what sport it is. It happens in basketball. It happens in baseball. It happens in soccer. It happens. It happens in wrestling. If I go to this grip and I get and I get in trouble, what can I do? Calm down and think. There is a solution to everything that happens in sports. So to know what those answers are is 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 is, is how where success and excellence happens. So Jeff Sims in a play in a place can be expected to process the same way as Daniel Caleb. The rules of engagement for, for Marcus Satterfield's offense is, here's the pr- progression based on how they line up. So he'll tell them, here's the scheme, here's how we're going to line up, here's what I expect them to do because I'm making my, 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 my scheme calls based on what I think they're going to do. Situation and circumstance, first and ten versus third and four. First quarter versus fourth quarter. Are they in a 3-4? Am I facing Tony White and he's got a 3-3-5 that he literally could show me seven defenses by moving one player at a time? And what is my reaction to it? My reaction to it is, as a quarterback, whether it's Kalen or Sims, who's, who's the mic? Because that tells me which half of the field is more vulnerable and has the fewer defenders. Then it tells me I need to know, are they going to drop in zone coverage or are they going to be in man coverage? Are they bringing extra pressure? Because if I go with my three, if I win from the center to the tackle or from the center to the tight end, then I know that's my advantage and I need to look there first. If I have a process for how this stuff works, then there's no chaos. And then excellence becomes fluid. So the game changes in the pieces being moved around. But the boundaries are the same. There are 15 spots on a football field that I can throw to. I know those 15 spots. It doesn't matter whether it's Jeff Sims or not. Mm -hmm. I can send people to those spots, occupy those spots with those players, and then I know if it's Jeff Sims or Kalen or Harburg that if I put my foot in the ground, I'm least likely to receive resistance at this space. So my question then for you, just to make sure we're on the same page, uh-huh. changing your brand isn't changing offenses. No. Okay. No. Changing your brand is changing how you process all of your information from day to day up to the game, how you practice, how you prepare, what your workouts are. That's your, your brand. In, that's your, your brand. Toughness isn't flexing after you make a hit. Toughness is – 
when you make the hit, are you smart enough to get back in the huddle, reprocess, and get your teammates ready for the next play? You're accomplished. You're done now. Mm-hmm. That's toughness to me. Mm-hmm. That fake toughness gets you penalties, and it gets you your burning energy that you don't need to you, – okay, yeah, I'm good with the fist pump, but the fist pump, if that's the last play of the game, fist pump. Otherwise, you can still got work to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me – having a plan for how you process how you literally how you think about the game you're playing is a higher indicator for toughness than size of muscle and flexing on 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 plays my brand is that i'm going to ask my best players my smartest players uh to lead Mm -hmm. i'm literally going to ask my best leaders to lead and i always said a fence foundation no matter what team, what sport, what level. So the best player at that sport, football, I need to know who the best football player is at the University of Nebraska. Who is the best football player? Text line, tell me who you think it is. We, we hope it's Jeff Sims. We don't know. It might be Luke Reimer. It, we could have thought it was Teddy Prohaska. It might be Gabe Urban. It may be Malcolm Hartzog. We don't know. Who's your best player? Because that best player I need on my squad. That's fence post number one. The smartest player on the team. The guy who understands what it is that I want to do from play in, from practice drill to locker room to otherwise. That I need that dude. The fence smartest, post number two. Highest IQ. Fence post number three is the, the – the, the, here's the thing now. Remember where, where we go. I need the best player the smartest player. Now I need – I got the highest IQ guy, but I need a smart guy, a life smart guy, a guy that when my, my best player has a question about life, that he goes to that, that person. When he has a problem about studying, academics, he goes to that person. And then I need the most popular guy. The guy that carries the most cachet in that space, mm-hmm. I need him as well. So I need the best athlete, the guy with the highest sports IQ, the smartest player, the academic guy, and then I need the guy, the most popular guy, the people that will follow him, whether he's doing dumb or good. Those are the fence posts. And once I have those posts, I then have to feed them all of the rules of engagement. What to do? The biggest cause of losses in sports is not having an answer for what do I do when this happens? If X, then Y. If X, then Y. If you, if you want to find a bad program in any sport, let, ask them a question of what to do in this situation. And if the look on their face changes, you, you're not done coaching. And the situation isn't, Coach, what do I do on first and ten? The situation is, what do I do with third and seven clock running, minute and a half to go, we're up two points. Zone defense, cover two, mm-hmm. cover one, what, whatever that is. If they go, uh, 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 they don't have an answer. They don't have a plan. They're winging it. Because then I need, I need to go to my best player and get him the play that we can execute with the highest level of success the most often. Mm-hmm. What's my best player and my best play? And if we, we don't know that about this Nebraska football team, we don't know it. The best play might be 
Jeff Sims dropped. They get in, a, in, in an empty backfield. They spread out the defenders, and it's Jeff Sims dropping back and then planting his foot and getting one-on-one with somebody who cannot tackle him in open field. Last year that play was Casey Thompson saying, screw it, Trey down there somewhere. For three, for, for, for three years, the best play was Adrian, Adrian Martinez dropping back in a pass with receivers clearing out the back five and putting his foot in the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the best play. And once you understand who your best player is, you can change and what to, they do best. Change it to basketball. Fred Hoiberg is now making a decision. Who is his best player? Who's the best basketball player on the team? Then you have to decide who is the kid that has the highest basketball IQ. Then he has to get to the smartest kid who will make solid, sound decisions no matter what, and then the kid that's going to lead them all. The guy that in the locker room, when the, when, the, when the smart guy and the best athlete are at a conflict, the guy who can negotiate that into what's better for the team. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to have to. Because that guy gets into corners of the locker room, corners of the school, corners of the community. That guy is going to determine what bar they go to, when they go home, what parties they're going to go to, who dates who. That dude is <laughs> – listen, I'm <laughs> – I know you're not kidding. Just make me chuckle. This thing, like it, all of this is in play. And the brand has to be, ready for this, in its simplest form, make the right decision. And then make the next right one. And then, and then, and then. And that's why excellence is fluid. Because when you make the right decision, it only resets the GPS to your new location. And then it asks, now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? The GPS is never set. It's never off. It's never finished. <laughs> sometimes you drive a quarter of a mile and turn. Sometimes you drive 250 miles and then you turn. Hey, but there's man, always what's next. Know, hey, look, there's a detour over here. Your GP, you better have a GPS. We ride with Adrian. We ride with Casey Thompson. We ride with Casey Thompson. Everything is good. We making progress. We making. Oh man, Casey Thompson got hurt. GPS is like it appears that we, <laughs> it appears that your car is struggling. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Last year's Husker basketball team, uh, you have lost two starters. Abort, abort. No, reroute, recalculate, recalculate, and go to the four guys that you set your pillars around. And guess what? You get to get back on the road again. You get to advance and you get to be. Look, this is what I ask about Nebraska football is what the identity of it is and then what the brand of it is. And the identity and the brand are different. They're different. And if you don't know who Matt Rule wants his team to be, then you cannot expect to know what they're going to be. Are the identity and the brand supposed to be different? Are they two different conversations? The identity is what you do. The brand is what you is what I want my opponent to believe. That my opponent has to deal with. The identity is how we operate within. Got it. The identity or the is the the internal thing that makes it move. The brand is an accumulation of excellences that other people can see. And will want to honor or at least resist. 
mm-hmm. Michigan. Mm-hmm. The brand that Maison Blue. Oh, that's a brand. Toughness. We're not the fastest. We may. We're kind of the strongest. We may be not. We're simply not the best at anything except for everything. We're not the. They're not like they didn't have the best quarterback. They don't have the best running back. They don't have the best offensive lineman. They don't. They have the best everything. They have the best group at every position. <laughs> Except where they're not. Right? The, they have the best group at every position. Ohio State's brand, the Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. Because that's a thing that everybody else has to respect and honor and appreciate and then gauge themselves on. The identity is we are actually better at you at every position than everybody else. And we work accordingly. We work accordingly. So it's always interesting to play that out. Again, yeah, day by day, Mud Dog, hey, man, day by day. Day by day is a brand. It should be the identity, but it's a brand because it's been used for things and moving outside of it. So is brand just how identity is perceived from the outside? Brand is go big red. A, nation, a sea of people and bodies and energy and consistency. Does it imply identity? It implies it. Okay. Absolutely 100%. Uh, again, we're live here at Tiburon. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Austin Orban and I just hanging out. Uh, again, we'll start to have some, uh, some Huskers coming in on the tail end as they get their, uh, they get their swings in. Uh, but there'll be more. We'll talk about this. Again, we'll get to these texts. Mississippi Mud Dog, greatly appreciate it. Uh, texter as well. Hilarious. This is what we'll close with this one so you understand. Texter said, an onside kick seems like the right decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll be right back to Brock.